The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey everyone, it's Anthony Cazenza with the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Enjoy this set of interviews recently done by our co-host John Sheeran. These interviews include hearing from the likes of Bengals head coach Zach Taylor, quarterback Andy Dalton, running back Travion Williams, wide receiver Josh Malone, offensive lineman Billy Price, and linebacker Jermaine Pratt. These interviews also feature other members of Cincinnati Bengals blogs and podcasts. This is the type of content we love to bring you and will continue to do so during the preseason, regular season, and offseason. Thanks for listening. You're going to be calling plays for the first time in a while in your first preseason game in a couple days here. you excited to get back on back on the headset? I am. You know, and we, and we do a lot of it uh, at practice where we don't script it. Yeah. Just because I think it's going to help us think and talk as a staff and, you know, uh, talk through situations that occur and how, how do we need to handle that better in the game. We do a great job. So we constantly evaluate what our communication has been in practice. And we're always working. Like today already in our walkthrough, we've called 50 plays that have been scripted. And so, yes, yeah, the first game, you get a reaction on the team. But, but we put a lot of work into this over the last six months. So how has Andy kind of adjusted to that? Because with McVeigh and Goff, they had the thing in the headset and like going up to it. Have you guys like done that and instituted that? And is Andy like really taking it upon himself to really get ahead of that as well? Sometimes Andy would prefer that you just, hey, we're in a walkthrough, just talk to me face to face. But um, we're pretty adamant that he wears the helmet and that we always talk the way that we're going to talk in the game. And so we've, we've been doing that again for the last six months. He's been forced to wear a helmet. All the quarterbacks have. And we do the communication, uh, you know, the communication through the headset. So that's that's something we've gotten, you know, 5,000 reps up at this point. So the game would be no different. You're uh, two weeks into training camp now. You have the off season before the players came in to watch a lot of film and get up to date on the roster. Who's been a big surprise for you, if anyone, as you've gone through and actually getting them on the field? Well, I think, you know, Sam Hubbard is is so consistent with his approach day to day. He's he's one of the hardest workers on the team. He's a great character kid. 
Um, but he's also really talented. He gets the most out of his talent. And he's a guy that's really, really impressed me as I've been around him. Uh, happy to see Carl Lawson rebound off an ACL that quick. You know, really, I could talk about the whole defensive line. I think I've been really impressed with their defensive line and, and uh, the work that they put in. And I talk about Nick Eason and Joel Chapman. I think they do an outstanding job of staying on those guys and getting the most out of them. So that's been a really solid group so far that I'm impressed with. So have you, like, gone out of your way to make sure that you're, fo- that you're also focused on the defense? Or have, you, have you let a coach in, in a remote, like, kind of do his own thing there? Have you just trying to be, like, everywhere, I guess? So, you know, I, I, the reason I hired Louie in our was because I trusted him. I know that he would do a great job because I've seen it in person before in Miami. Um, and that hasn't changed one bit. But at the same time, it's important that I share things that, that we struggle with offensively that he's done, so he's aware of that, and, and some, some things that you know I think would help the defense. And he does the same thing for our offense. You know, hey, hey y'all did this, and um, it really gave us problems. And so it's something you need to be aware of that other teams may struggle with. So that communication between he and I, because we've worked together for four years, years ago, has really been strong. And same thing goes with Darren Simmons. Darren's, Darren's a great guy, he's a great communicator, he's been here a long time, been a great special teams coordinator for, for many years. And so the communication between, between all of us has been really good. So maybe talk about like just the undrafted receivers who have gotten opportunities mm-hmm. to play more snaps. What have you been most impressed about with like Damon Willis or Stanley Morgan or just the guys who have gotten more reps because of injuries? They've probably gotten more reps than any undrafted kids, <laughs> in the, any undrafted guys in the league, you know, just because of the injuries we've, we've had and they've been forced to step up. Really impressed. Um, probably the best group of undrafted receivers I've ever been around in, in my years in the NFL. And so those guys have really, really stepped up. They make mistakes, but the mistakes aren't lazy mistakes where they're not paying attention. It's just because maybe they got overloaded in that moment or they crossed it up with something. And, I, and we can live with that in training camp. If a guy has shown great effort in the meetings, you can tell that he's got great character and he wants to be really good. Just occasionally his, his head explodes a little bit. He makes an error. That, that's, you know, we're going to live with that. Don't make the same mistake twice. Been really impressed with Vintel Bryant, Damian Willis, and Stanley Morgan Jr. Those three guys have been really impressive. The NFL is moving to a more 11 personnel. Is something that you're maybe going to increase a little bit here in Cincinnati. They were the second most in 11 personnel last year already. When are we going to start seeing official depth charts for defenses be in the nickel? You think that's something that's ever going to happen? I don't know that they they're too worried about no. what the depth chart looks like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, uh, the first snap of the game, that Nichols going to walk out on the yep. field and the backers coming off. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think that they stress too much about that. It's, yeah. it's, uh, Emily might make that decision for us at some <laughs> point, but, but right now, you know, I don't think two guys are too much worried about that. Along those lines, I talked to Andy a little bit about this earlier. It sounds like there's going to be a bit more of a trend this year where teams are going to just keep Nickel out there against 12 personnel. Is that something you're excited about? Is that going to make things maybe easier for you as the defenses, defenses try to adapt? Yeah, it's, it's all about how they look at your tight ends that you're putting on the right. field. So it might, it's not just only you can make a blanket statement that it's 12 personnel. It's do they call it 12F, 12 fast, or they call in Tyler Eifert a receiver, or they call in Trey exactly. Burton a receiver, you know, so uh, you just have to look at how that team may view you and uh, what tight end group then you put on yeah. the field. And and you got to have a plan for are they going to play base or are they going to play nickel? So when you brought, like, your, your own version of, of the, the McVay offense over here, did you have a conversation with Andy about, okay, what, what are you comfortable with, yep. uh, with going in? And was it like kind of like a marriage of both philosophies kind of in one, or is it more uh, of you and just like, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do it my way? The coaching staff made the decision on what our offense needs to look like. We installed that offense, and then as we taught it to the players, there's an open dialogue constantly with Andy, especially at this portion of training camp. When the offense is in, we've gotten a ton of reps. Andy, what, what are we missing that you really feel comfortable with that fits what we do? 
Um, is there anything that you're uncomfortable with that we need more reps of? We want to continue to look at it, need more reps of. And he's a very clear communicator. He's very honest, um, you know, and, and he's not over the top demanding to where, you know, there's any friction there. It's an easy dialogue between the, all of us, Alex Van Pelt, Brian Callahan, myself, and Andy. And so that's, that's been an easy transition for all of us. Have you seen any like improvements in him, or not improvements, but adjustments to having an offensive coach for the first time in his career? You know, I think that he's had some really good offensive coordinators. You know, I, I've known a lot of the guys that have coached him, and so I know that he's well coached, and he's been in some really successful systems in the past. So I don't know that I see too much of a difference um, in the way that he's going to play. I think that he's he's been allowed to be aggressive in the past and, and do things that he sees, and uh, it would just be more of the same in that regard. What are your goals for just week one of the preseason, just with these guys out there? Yeah, just to see guys play with the technique that they've been playing with in practice. You know, you get under the lights, you're on the road, you're on TV, there's another opponent out there. Um, you know, we want guys to, to attack and, and play with discipline and play with the techniques that they've been doing in training camp and not abort those things just because you're in a different environment. And I think when we come out and our guys have played with confidence, then, then uh, that's all we can ask for. In the first preseason game, you're installing a new offense. Is that going to be any different for you in terms of a lot of times there's this perception that you keep things a little bit vanilla in the preseason. Mm. You keep some bullets in your pocket. That's not a good word choice. You keep um, keep some stuff hidden, right? You keep some secrets for the regular season. Um, is that any different for you bringing a new offense in with a different group of people? Or are you going to have the same I approach? I think, uh, make sure this is on the record, we're going to show everything we got in the first game. So <laughs> they see, they, they just need to make sure they prepare for all three phases of the ball. So um, what you see on tape is what you're going to see week one against Seattle. Right. Once again, you've been listening to one in a series of recent Bengals interviews courtesy of co-host John Sheeran. He recently spoke with members of the Cincinnati Bengals, including head coach Zach Taylor, quarterback Andy Dalton, running back Travion Williams, wide receiver Josh Malone, offensive lineman Billy Price, and linebacker Jermaine Pratt. John was joined by other members of uh, both CincyJungle.com as well as other Bengals podcasts, but this is a pretty exclusive set of interviews that we bring you on our podcast. We thank the Cincinnati Bengals for the opportunity to speak with all of these members of the team, and we thank you for listening to this set of interviews. We'll continue to bring you more of this type of material throughout the rest of the preseason, regular season, and into the off season. Thanks for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you.